Welcome to the Ain't Shit Show, the premier place to talk about Mexican Nazis, according to some people. <laughs> according to some people online, <laughs> I was like, many. Hmm, I want to talk about Mexican Nazis. Uh, let's let's call, uh, ring up my old friend Marcos. Yeah, he's the guy. He knows what I'm talking. He knows what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> uh, and you knew no, think- you needed the Western Kabuki takeover to get in here and really talk about the Mexicans and their Naziness, the Nazis and their Mexicanity, <laughs> Mexicanness, and get yeah. deep into it. I'll, though, I wish Ham right now, our uh, our our loyal fan and also uh, infrequent podcast Hamwich is shitting his pants because like he's like mexicans and nazis those are my two areas of expertise and he's <laughs> and he's not here so fuck you hamwich oh, right. man, blew it. but in lieu of hamwich yeah. we have a whack nichols quack nicholson it, the h is actually Spectre. silent i'm sorry the h is actually silent <laughs> i feel like i'm yeah. really clear about it we got hack, hack wait no i'm not <laughs> uh jack yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. Wickle- Jack Wackelson. That's it. <laughs> We're getting closer every Spectre. day with this one. Wack Wacklemore yeah, and uh, <laughs> Bird Respector. Yes. Uh, anyways, we're here to talk. Okay. I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened. From the podcast saw- Oriental Method Acting. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's what, that's what uh, Western Kabuki... Actually, that's the mirror. Yeah, that's the that's the, yeah. the evil version. Or good. Oh, version. The, yeah. You know, no, absolutely how, how not. Cool never, 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 never. Although chat, <laughs> although chat GPT, I'm trying to get it to uh, transcribe our podcast, and it keeps on transcribing fake episodes about uh, Kabuki culture in the West. So that's <laughs> we're getting that closer hilarious. every day with AI. It's so over. That'd be cool, like, you know, the Japanese guys, they're, like, really into, like, Americana and workwear and, like, <laughs> Levi's and Red Wings, like, just got some Ameribus. American guys. Yeah. Well, no, there's certain, Ameri- there's certain, they, there's yeah. a certain subculture of Ameribus. Like, there's lots of different kinds of Ameribus. Uh, yeah. I prefer the term Yankee Boo. I think it sounds a little more fun. <laughs> okay, so this actually kind of does dive into, like, that, the... I don't know what happened with I, I don't know why Mexican Nazi was trending. It was a shooting, right? Yeah. Like it I, was. I don't was it trending? As oh a, yeah, well, like yeah, people yeah. were talking about it. Yeah, as a rule, I don't care about the news. Oh, every few right? years like, people are surprised to find out Mexicans can be racist too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what it's like uh, in the Jedi Council where we were recognized but we're not granted a seat <laughs> on the council. You know what I mean? That's how. Yeah. That's what that's what being Mexican is like, right? Where you're like you're allowed all of the the privileges of like being considered a racist but you're not actually you can't be a racist I, you know yeah. I don't know how to explain I have had you know <laughs> I have had um I have had Mexican students explain that Guatemalans aren't real South Americans because they're too close to yeah. the Caribbean so this is they're like those guys are basically black like Mexicans are yeah. the real white people real that's in yeah that's insane like it's wild to me that Mexican people can be that racist because it, it boils down to – well, it's not that wild. It has – if you want to go into it, it has a lot to do with, like, the way that Mexico was colonized in Spain, right? When the Spanish came over to Mexico, the way that they fucking colonized it was they literally made, like, a racial caste system. In America, the racial caste system was pretty simple. If you were white and not black, you were pretty much good to go. 
that was how it worked for years and years and years. And then Italians came into, uh, like, you know, the north, and they were like, okay, we got to do something about these guys. Mm-hmm. And that was, they're a little too different and weird. And that was kind of like, and we how still race. haven't figured out what to do with those people. We still, well, I have. They're Mexican. <laughs> Italian people are Mexican. We're, we're the same. We we both love fucking pasta and like fucking tomatoes, and we do this pretty much the same shit. You say that, but Italians have... we're playing a dangerous game here, Marcus. <laughs> I understand that I'm, what I'm doing. All right, <laughs> but not one, not one. Okay, listen to me. Not one. Every Italian kid growing up watches a mob movie and is rooting for the bad guy. And every fucking Mexican-American on earth has seen Goodfellas and was rooting for the bad guys. Do you get what I'm saying? Everybody like, there is a fucking those movies does, though, except for, like, the no, biggest no. narcs in the world, Cath- maybe. Yeah. But... Except for Catholic, like, well, most of the Catholic girls that I dated, their dads would be like, actually, those movies are glorifying violence. Suck my dick in the back, dude. You know what <laughs> That's a about. weird take, because right? all those movies are made by Catholics. About guys. Catholics. Yeah, they, it makes them... F- uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Tell me about it. See, that's uh, the, that's the deleterious effects of Protestantism on American Catholics, actually, is starting to make them be like, actually, um, uh, the Godfather <laughs> is actually a story about him. He's not a that's great a guy. That's a bad you know, deal. He's not a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> Can't Anyways, be having that. But, like, in in Mexico, it was a racial case system where, like, and it was based on, like, if you were Spanish, you were at the top. If you were mixed with Spanish, you were, like, in the middle. If you were some kind of native, and the, the negative word that they used to call, like, native people at, was indio. And to this day, they still use it as a slur, right, in Mexico. And it literally just means, like, indigenous, right? And, like, anyone who was indigenous was a second or third class citizen and that shit got way more complicated with the slave trade in the caribbean because now you had indigenous people intermixing with like black african people and it created a like a different culture and like like now in mexico and mulattoes and i remember reading about this in school yeah it's been so long I know yeah, those are drug terms, about by the mestizos way, and yeah. mulattos in your school. They, what the yeah, fuck were you they taught in California. In California, they teach you that shit like it's like they're proud of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, literally right? Like, what yeah, my education was. I know, like, I'm trying to yeah, express the fact that I know that those are slurs, but that's just how it was taught to me when I was they, a child. Yeah. Yo, in I remember literally in school, my teacher was talking about how like the Hernan Cortez and like the guys who fucking like killed all the Aztecs and Mayans and you know like fucking raped all of that you know like all of indigenous Mexico they were like yo those were the good guys because you guys by yourselves were savages and animals and used to kill each other and like you guys were gonna kill each other anyways your culture was dying and like anytime you you would try and bring that up you would just get suspended you were just like nah nah you're wrong you're wrong what that's you know? fucking crazy that because was- like the biggest uh city in the world one of the biggest cities in the world was like what 30 miles outside of mexico city i can't remember the name of it. i was just reading about it the other day uh, Tenochtitlan. Not Tenochtitlan. yeah it might have been yeah Tenochtitlan. yeah Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's they had like the world's first apartments like there was like this very advanced biggest metropolis in the world Metro- and yeah like, it was a metropolis yeah literally and it was like on a floating island that they had made they had built that island out of reeds and shit they yeah had, like, like through advanced terif- irrigation terif- yeah, they terraformed a, a spot that was essentially un, like unlivable for for anyone. You couldn't grow crops. They did what they the French made. did to uh, New Orleans, but they did it the right way. <laughs> yeah, well, they they did what the Spanish tried to do to Florida, and then ended up turning it into just the South. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so 
you know, they, they failed ultimately. But anyways, what happened was like the the Spanish came and like that decolonization shit, it or not decolonization, that colonization, that way that the racial colonization, along with like them introducing Catholicism by like inter like kind of interweaving folklore from indigenous people and being like oh that you can believe all that stuff because well jesus did all that stuff was very insidious because it planted this seed in in like people where like they want to be colonized in a in a fucking weird way do you know what i'm saying like there's there's an accept that you can grow you can make up you can make your way up the ladder by becoming by not identifying with your indigenous roots but by doing something different do you know what i'm saying like by being and at at the time it was being like more spanish it was being lighter skinned it was being uh like more refined it was like cult there was like it was both skin tone but also there were cultural signifiers and that literally made you move up in society and that should still exist to this day but it's far more insidious now and i i've been arguing for a long time that it has less and less to do with skin color and way more to do with like cultural attributes like things that you're doing culturally that make you yeah not not necessarily which and when i say white i don't mean people lots lots of people one of my favorite things that i love uh it's i don't i don't know who's i think it might be zizek who said it but it's the one he tells the joke about the dirty the the dirty jokes guy where the guy he's like doctor everywhere i go i keep seeing porn everywhere i look i just keep seeing porn everything's porn i can't stop seeing porn and then he goes okay let me draw you some pictures so he draws a picture of a house and he shows him the house, and he goes, what do you see? And he says, I see a lady with big tits. And he goes, okay. So he draws a picture of a cow, and he goes, what do you see? And he goes, I see a, a lady with big tits. And then he draws a picture of a couch, and he goes, what do you see? And then he goes, oh, I see another lady with big tits. And he goes, yeah, man, I think you're just obsessed with a lady with big tits. And he goes, you're the one fucking drawing dirty pictures. <laughs> do you know <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But there's like an aspect of that where when I say white, there's a derogatory. People feel like I'm saying it in a derogatory way. Where I'm saying, yeah, that's a white people thing, or this is a white people attribute, and they immediately, what, what's wrong with being white? I, I didn't say anything was wrong. You're taking it. Well, you know as what that, that is. Right. What that is is that white Marcos. people never like. Okay, I've called ice apes. I don't get into Marcos, this. I have used it in a derogatory way. Almost every time, philosophy aside, almost every time you do that, it is in a very baity kind of way you love baiting people yeah of course because you want love, them to little, do that so you can give the anecdote i'm a little slut yeah exactly i want to hit him with that little well that's your problem well it sounds like it actually sounds like you're having gay sex not me <laughs> <laughs> like what you said about uh, like their signifiers i mean that's completely true like when you talk about whiteness uh, i guess the best way i could describe I, I read this book recently called how the how the irish became white and it's about the history of irish people how they were not considered white and how they essentially learned how to be white by um, betraying any sort of class solidarity with black people and all this stuff. I mean, there's more to it than that, but it's just kind of like well, the Italians how... did the same way. Same sure, thing. yeah. <laughs> this guy was um, just, I think he, his background, he was uh, uh, Irish and Jewish. And so he was just kind of talking about this. But like, your, your point to your point, Marcos, is like, as, as a signifier, yes, and like more like social control because. You could take a uh, hundred years ago, six identical looking men. You wouldn't know where they were from if you didn't ask six of them. Three of them would be, I don't know, English, German, French. The other three, Italian, uh, Irish, and a Polish person. Could be uh, completely mm -hmm. identical. Half of them aren't white. Why is that? And 
if we don't like understand what we mean when we talk about whiteness, we're doomed to repeat those patterns because, you know, you might be saying, well, okay, that was, you know, pre-World War II, that doesn't really matter anymore. But first of all, that's not true because I have a friend um, who was kind of doing some deep cover journalist stuff in um, some far-right spaces. And to even be allowed in certain social groups, you had to literally give a 23andMe to make sure you were like the correct kind of white person. And then, mm-hmm. like, today at this point, like, you know, uh, ask a Nazi if a Jewish person is white. Ask them if I'm white. I, I'm white. I believe I'm white. But mm-hmm. ask them, right? Mm-hmm. So we're still doing the mm-hmm. same thing today. And so when mm-hmm. we talk about things like the, the Allen, Texas shooter, which is kind of what spurred this a little bit, because essentially what happened was, and Wack, feel free to jump in, too, because I know you know more about this than I do. But the guy that did it, he had, like... Uh, a swastika and SS tattoos. And I mean, the guy was very clearly deranged. Um, but the, the idea was like conservatives were saying, well, he's fucking, he's Mexican. How could he be a white supremacist? Like you're, you're talking out of your ass. Basically they just kind of went down this point and they were saying, well, the feds like clearly manipulated this guy or they concocted the story. And I'm thinking like, well, if the feds could fucking MK ultra a guy like that, which I believe they can, by the way, why not just MK ultra a fucking white guy? Like what's more likely that oh, uh, uh, this sick, deranged person did this because of the sick, deranged shit that's going on in society, or that the feds were like, haha, let's pull a fast one and like MK Ultra, a Mexican guy, and just really pull, pull the wool over their eyes or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. hang on. Well, H- hang on real quick. Just point of order. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure the FBI does do that all the time. Sure. So, I, I mean, I no agree. reason they wouldn't grab a... But, I mean, the fact that they'd be like, let's throw him for a loop this time, that's where it gets a little silly. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to put the effort in. But, but what's the I reason? I think it just yeah. represents more that Americans... This is a weird thing to say, but American races have no understanding of their own ideology and their yeah, own yes, history. Yes, correct. And, and they, they have, correct. They take absolutely no pride in their racism. They're, they're racist like most protestants are christian you know they don't really know exactly what kind they are they so they don't understand like the permutations the weird like mexican nazi is pretty like west coast kind of vibe honestly you're not gonna get a lot of mexican (laughs) nazis in like i don't know you don't see mexican nazis in connecticut anymore what happened yeah (laughs) they went woke yeah (laughs) yeah well I, I was going to say that the, the FBI uh, actually... Because all the Puerto Ricans in Connecticut keep on explaining that they're not Mexican. It's true. That they're not and Mexican. this is yet yeah. another of the, the just the negative effects of the monoculture, where even the fucking dumbass racists don't even know how to be racist. They're fo- so fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. They're really well, bad at what they do. Like, honestly, it's, it's like, yeah. we don't know them, we don't want to know them, and that's it. Like, fucking, really, yeah. read up one book if you're going to be a racist, please. I do want to say, though, listen, I do want to say uh, that I, I believe that the FBI went woke. And they're like, actually, with racism, <laughs> we're equal opportunists. That's and why they did that. That's why they can get, Yeah, we can get a Mexican guy on the team because we yeah. Can you imagine the FBI, like, right. DEI guy that's like, okay, we've yeah. hit our quota of white mass shooters and we've mk ultrad we got to spread this yeah. love around. Yeah. Well, they like, could also uh, get you know bored, what? you know. They've been doing the same yeah. thing. They, got, they spiced it up with that brony, or they tried to, in Indianapolis yeah. a year or two ago. That didn't mm. go anywhere. So, like, well, mm-hmm. Mexican. But I mean, the the reality the reality of race in America is very much and like Shogs, you're you're right. Like nobody knows what the fuck anything is, and that that if you want to get into the that that's way more into Cointel Pro territory, right? Like 
nobody understands anything anymore. Cointelpro worked too well, right? I mean, nobody I'm, I'm fucking... not going to go blow his old Cointelpro. I was like, oh, it's like a lot, you know, vast interweaving web of co- various techno-capitalistic accelerationist tendencies in a monoculture and people as we become more networked kind of probably getting a little bit individually stupider because we don't really need to be quite as bright as we were before god machine lived in our pockets and yeah very I, 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 I what i mean by like cointel pro though is that i do mean that like infighting in fi- like purity spirals continuous oh, yeah. purity spirals not just that too. not just the feds like are in there. In yeah not in the mix yeah not and that has nothing really to do like racist not being able to tell what race is white is like a fucking that is a purity spiral that is destined to happen but on the same exact fucking note on the flip side of that you do have like mexican dudes that consider themselves like black and there's there's no way around that you know what i'm saying like that they exist on both sides i see it i see it all the fucking time where i live on the like i work with dudes from the east side essentially in their brain they're black people there's no way around it they're mexican these guys are like you know fifth or like fourth generation mexican have been living here forever grew up on the east side their whole lives in their minds they're black there's no and it's because the way that they're treated in the neighborhoods that they grow up in they're essentially treated that way so in their mind the the black experience is their experience so like there's it's wild to see because you what you'll see is you'll see like when especially at the like black lives matter protests in san jose anytime i would go somewhere there would always be like an issue where mexican dudes would be there and being like yeah they're fucking with us and then black people in the area would be like what what the fuck what do you mean us do you know what i mean and like there was like a fucking wild like wait we're on the same team we're on the same team what are you talking about right and like that inability to understand that that like we're in a common struggle was the issue and it ended up fucking like kind of taking the 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 wind out of the sails on a lot of things a lot of work that could have gotten done but just kind of didn't do you know what i'm saying like it that's cointel pro and like it, it works both ways like there are white racists right now that are married to fucking uh my okay one of my cousins her ex-husband was a police officer for like denver colorado and the guy has ss tattoos and he my cousin is mexican and not only like my cousin's mexican like you know like i'm mexican where like she was born in my cousin is from mexico she didn't when she met her husband she barely spoke english and i don't know how the fuck they got together but this is a actual racist man that forbids to like forbids her to hang out with us the rest of her family because we're not white enough Wild. my guy you're married you're you're married to a mexican lady yeah. what, do you, what do yeah. you mean what the fuck do you mean yeah. you know what I mean? like it makes me feel crazy but like that's just the reality that's my story isn't even uncommon you know what i'm saying like lots of people have their fucking the there was a trend on tiktok called like your color is thea or your color is theo and that was like oh you shouldn't be out in the sun too much and it's literally just shit like that right like just like subtle jabs at at what they assume whiteness is right yeah. and it, there is yeah, there's a lot of fucking race in America is a fucking hodgepodge of a bunch of different shit. It's your color sometimes, but not all the time. It's your color when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know. 
I get people get mad at me because they accuse me of being uh, what are those called? One of those one of those Marxists is like, you know what the problem is? Capitalism. You know what I mean? Class <laughs> you know, reductionist like, is what they like to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> you can eat my ass. I don't know what that <laughs> fucking means. <laughs> I think I have no idea what when you answer to that. Yeah, when you fucking when you say shit like that to me, my eyes glaze over because I don't know what you're talking about. It's one of those things that when somebody calls you it, you know, you've won. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a class reductionist. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're not white. If someone calls you a class reductionist, that's very funny. It's like the idea yeah. being that like if you don't, if you basically eschew the concept entirely of like identity politics, where you know there's mm-hmm. like needs to be solidarity between different like uh, races and stuff. If you like either ignore that or say that class matters more, then that's you are a class reductionist. And Ta-Nehisi Coates well, will face the wall for his crimes. <laughs> what I've come to understand, the Zap, uh, the Zapatistas in Mexico, friends of the, the show, the way that they, yeah, friends, actually, literally, yes, <laughs> the way, yeah. the way that they fucking see, the way that they see anyone, right, is that like if you're fighting against empire with us, then you're the homie, like you're with us. There is no, I don't care what team you're on. I don't give a fuck about your politics, your personal or otherwise. In, in what little writing that they do have, it's always about, like, bro, are you fucking fighting this shit with us or not? Because if you are, then fucking let's go. If you if you aren't, then, su- you know, fucking fuck out of my way. And that, you know, in a way, that's kind of where homieism, you know, kind of has a similar view. Where, like, I don't care. I don't care about the minutia of your politics. Do you believe that some of my homies don't deserve to exist? Then get the fuck out of my face. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, like, that's... That's literally that's all it is. That's there's a simplicity to that. There's a brutal simplicity to that, but that's what it that's essentially all it is. And like I don't know, I I do recognize that there is a difference of the black experience in in America different from the Mexican experience, different from the white experience, different from the Asian experience. I understand that all of that, but at like at the end of the day, it is legitimately all minutia in the grand scheme of like us all having the boot to our neck do you know what i'm saying like i i know that the color of the boot to your neck is different than the color of the boot to my neck but there's still a fucking boot at our necks do you know what i mean like that's that's all it really boils down to and i get called you know i don't know would you guys say class reductionist i don't know what that means but i get i get called like i get called shit like like oh you're one of those like lefty types that just thinks capitalism is the root of all problems and i'm like well yeah (laughs) not it's not it's not even like the actual capitalism but like there's aspects of capitalism that are fucking us up right like not the actual physical monetization of everything but like the classification of everything the what i really call it is like the consumer the consumerization of everything right like you become a consumer you become a cohort like you know what I mean? The like the only way whack. we can express ourselves is through what we purchase for the most part. Yeah. And the only way that you know what to purchase is through marketing and advertising exactly. and by self select is by self selecting who you are and what it says about you. You go to yeah, the store and, and you I, pick out your shoes. What why did you pick yeah. those shoes? What are you trying to say about yourself? Trying to your, trigger the libs yeah. with these shoes. Um, exactly. Your new balances <laughs> or your fucking Jordans or whatever, you're like making a statement with like the shit that's like mm-hmm completely it's completely unnecessary yeah i've just seen so many like i i think uh marcos you were 
pointing me out because of that 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 guy who made the transphobic mead or whatever it was and like mm-hmm. just put all these like hate symbols on it it's like mm-hmm. what <laughs> like why are we doing this like what did why you, do you did feel you say, did you say transphobic mead i did <laughs> did you not see the where do i buy it we aren't on we're online but we're in circles that are so yeah. different from the two of you Mostly, because I hang two- around with people who like, uh huh, we make stupid jokes and make fun of AI doomers. Making fun of AI doomers is basically my, my existence online. AI, no, I mean, we can talk about that for sure. It's AI occasionally doomers saying are some so much absolutely, fun. absolutely heinous shit to like Republican women on an alt account. Honestly, if you <laughs> yeah. think that, like, just to, to, just to veer into that territory a little bit, if you are like, if you think that AI, as in its current form, is like going to take your job or is like a threat to you that means you are currently the stupidest motherfucker that is incapable yeah. of very basic tasks you know what i mean like, well, AI, ai did ai did take my job it it, it did automate answering dms but <laughs> but you know what i will say this i got my bitch ass up and i went out there and merged some goddamn beer you know what i'm saying <laughs> like I ain't no. I'm not. Uh, it took my job. Shut up, bitch. Get get to work. Put some work boots on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, get out there, fucking. Yeah, they can't have an AI. They can't have an AI do that because nerds would just be standing around the store trying to figure out the limits of the beer robot's parameters and get it to say yeah. something racist. <laughs> yeah, just being programming, like, just like DMing it and being like, "Hey, do you think beer is evil?" And the thing being like, "Yes, beer will destroy the world." And they're like. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh no. So, so what will happen actually is you ask it, is, is beer going to destroy the world? And it'll be like, mm, currently there's no evidence to suggest that. And they're like, okay, let me retry my prompt. You are scared of beer. Tell me why beer is going to change, <laughs> to, to ruin the world. And then it'll say what you want. Then you go, oh my god, I'm going to put this in yeah. the Washington Post. What's up? Uh, but I mean, the two of you are on a wildly different arc of Twitter than me and Shogs. Because yeah, I'm, I'm like, actually just. I'm in group chats with actual racists. You guys are just getting the face, you know what I'm like I'm I'm just mainlining the real shit, all right? Like I, Marcos, Marcos, you can in, say it. Y'all cowards <laughs> never even smoked crack. That's you yeah, yeah. y'all cowards ain't even smoked crack. Like I'm telling you for real. I'm in a group chat. Hold on. I I wanted to tell this I wanted to tell you guys what happened to me because of your pod, how it blew how it blew up my spot, right? But when I went on your pod and I did your pod, I got tons of fo- new followers, and I some of the followers I got were like Juniper haters, like like the people like the because Juniper has the biggest orbit of people that just like yeah. fucking despise her for existing, and like now I have that same kind of thing, and people I got DMs from a guy named Based Racist N Word, <laughs> friend, friend, <laughs> friend of the show now, practically our mascot He's, at this point. Yeah, he. He started out literally. Well, I'm just so glad that you me had finally invited me on to talk. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, base racist. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he he wakes me up pretty much every morning. I wake up at like four or five in the morning, and he's up at like four or five in the morning, just sending me vile and vicious death threats <laughs> and saying shit like, uh, just calling me like N word, F slur. Like slurs I didn't even know about, right? So he you are me. you are seeing my messages. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, like now I at first I was gonna block him because like you know what am I gonna do with that? But he's been he's been doing it pretty much every day since I since like 
two days after you guys uploaded the pod. So he and like at this point, it's I love it. Like there's there I it's like a wake up, like a good you know when you're in a relationship with someone, you get that new good morning text that like, <laughs> hey babe, thinking about you. That's what it feels like to me. It, it's and I just not a, I, you're saying but, it's not a copy paste. He is sending. No, it. it's not. He's actually. Yeah, he's sending. He's he's literally doing this different. They're almost different every day, and then now he he's been listening to the show and he's like telling me like parts of the show that he liked, and, <laughs> and like jokes he's that he thought were funny. You. But he, he's in love with you. He's yeah, and I I hope so. I literally base racist. You're you're. I hope I hope that I can make you less racist. I hope I can make you more based and less racist. Right? <laughs> like that's the that's the homie goal eventually. But like the reality of it is is that like I find myself i love i don't ever turn i'll never turn down an invite anywhere and i'll never turn down like you know what i'm saying so like i'm in i'm in group chats that are fucking wild and like one of the ones that i'm in is like this just like a <laughs> they're like a eugenics like they're like <laughs> eugenic nerd eugenics nerds guys and they're all so, like they're literally all self-selecting they're talking about like how the future has to like the future can't be black people the future can't be like black and brown people because like their gdp is low and will all has always like historically been low and like that's not people that will be gdp like that's economic the... <laughs> the... that's such a yeah, yeah, it's, dim it's, view of race it's it's yeah they're doing racism in the most stupid way possible right like it's an insane Wait, they're doing racism based racism yeah i can't believe that you're in the consumer class oh my god can you imagine a model un class but it's about racism <laughs> so are well, you like, asking that's me to start they consider, at a catholic school well, is that what you're asking me to do they're, right? yeah. they're considering <laughs> Please, they can they consider india white which is crazy of course. right of indians course. are Aryans. <laughs> so Indi they're the original Aryans. <laughs> uh, they according are. to some consider, people yeah the true true sons of yakubia right <laughs> no they're uh, true sons of Yaqub. like true sons of david like they consider themselves yeah no like i i know i actually I high key, I high key enjoy Hindu racism because it, <laughs> their racism is so much different than like a white a white person's racism is like yeah Mexican people are inferior okay. and then a Hindu racism guy is like if I try hard enough I could probably breathe fire <laughs> <laughs> like, that that rocks that's cool actually I there is know um, what I'm like, I worked a with a guy like that yeah. Okay. Real quick, there is a subreddit that is like a shitposting Indian racist subreddit that is the fun. I haven't been on there in a long time, but it's called Bok Chodi, uh, mm -hmm. and it is basically where they hate Muslims more than whites, but they hate white people. Yeah. They call us cum skins, and I think I that's very that. funny. <laughs> Hell yes! Hell yes! Uh, B O K C H O D I Bok Chodi. That rocks. Check it out. It's 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 wild because like obviously I don't agree with this, but it's very funny when they make fun of white people. It's like, damn, you guys are actually kind of based. Like this is, this is fucking real, dude. Like I, the first time I ever heard the word the term cum skin, I laughed so hard I was like, dude, what are these people? What are these people up to? And it was like to me, it felt like um, kind of like a, a cum town thing because they're, they're shit posting yeah. hard. But it's also yeah, yeah. I don't know what the language is or what what you call the the uh, writing or the language. I don't speak it, and only parts of it are in English, so I don't really understand what's going on. But that kind of makes it more funny. Mm -hmm. So I uh, I'm in a I'm I'm in a Doctor Umar uh, Discord, 
So. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. That? Hey, yo, the hood fucks with me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds right? like it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, hey, they know who I am, and I know who they are. All right, real ones, real recognize real, dude. Uh, real knows, eugenicist he, uh, black supremacists yeah. <laughs> recognize yeah. each other. Yeah, recognize each other. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, doc, I'm in a Dr. Umar Discord, um, and fucking one of the funniest things I've ever heard them call a white person is a people of napkins. <laughs> people people of napkin descent was one of the funniest fucking things i've ever heard in my like i thought i was gonna die reading it because it was it was they were saying it like sincerely do you get what i'm saying but like anyways all of that shit all of that kind of racism what i've come to understand that racism both in the small very small fucking spectrum of like other races being racism or like indulging in racism and white people you know like systematizing it and all that shit it really does come and like anyone really like continuing it or choosing to identify themselves in that way it comes from a feeling of inferiority about themselves it comes from a place of what is it called um both isolation and feelings of inadequacy like you're not good enough right like and that that is that kind of like in the message a lot of like white racist the message in all the like the, the weird chats that i'm in like you know fucking listening to what they're talking about they feel like the culture war is over they feel like like black people or people of color run the culture like one of the things that's pissing a lot of like like died in the wool white fucking supremacists that are super racist like you know from the middle of the country republican voter types one of the things that's pissing them off is the uh more and more music on main like more and more mainstream music on radios is in Spanish now like Bad Bunny kind of like breaking into the American market and introducing but like in their minds this is new but the reality is like America is a mostly Spanish speaking nation right like yeah. if yeah if there is a if anything Spanish and English are the two most dominant languages the only thing in third is Chinese and they're not ready to have that conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like literally everywhere you go, someone is speaking one of those three languages. And that's just the way that's that's just kind of the way that it's always been. Oh, right. Also, and I think, it's it's erasure of Bailamos by uh, Enrique Iglesias. I, I feel true. like that is a, is a devastating. <laughs> but I mean, erasure of history. <laughs> they they hate that because in a way they feel like they're being erased they feel like and that's that's a feeling of inadequacy man you're admitting that you you're how can you be a supremacist how can you feel supreme how can you feel like you're better if you feel like you're losing yeah do you go like that that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. right and and so like the the one thing that I don't like about like the, the what I find more dangerous about the eugenics chat that no, I'm in eugenics is, is that <laughs> oh, you think yeah, it might the, be dangerous. You think it might be dangerous. Wait, well, they think that they're right. Like they think that they're winning and they it's cuz they are. Right? Like they they look around themselves and they like they're talking about like okay, wait. Actually, this is unrelated but kind of semi-related. Uh someone posted about like possibilities of like a cure for down syndrome. Right? And they were like People were like, yeah, we have to, like, pretty much... They were essentially talking about, like, a Down Syndrome Holocaust, right? Like, oh, okay, that's yeah. what they want to see. 
yeah, that like anyone with Down syndrome just be put to death, and then they just prevent it from ever happening ever again, right? And like, okay, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, dark <laughs> shit. And I just thought it'd be funny to talk about like, what about autism? And instantly got shut down. <laughs> they were like, "No, autism is good, actually. No, it's good, actually. You should have it. It's, you should. You, you're select for intelligence. This is what you do." Like, I'm like, "Whoa, dude! <laughs> whoa, you whoa, can't, man. you can't have, a, you can't do an ethnic cleansing without trains." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, Chucks. <laughs> but I, I was just, I was just like, "Yo, hey, your bias is showing." You know what I mean? Like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. This chat has a type, right? <laughs> this, there's a do you get lot like uh, do you get like insight? Do you feel into these people? Like, do you think that these people like represent? I'm this is not a loaded question. I'm genuinely curious, by the way. Do you think they represent like a, the broader swath of like the American conservative, or are these just like hyper insane these, freaks? These people, these people aren't conservatives. They're liberal. Yeah, there they have themselves. There's like conservatives are not dominant on the right, really. Yeah, they they, they see themselves as progressive. <clears throat> like they see themselves as ideologically progressive. Sir. No, like 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 socialists. They're evil they see nerds. themselves as they see yeah, they see themselves as socialists. They see themselves as But they're doing national they socialists. Do they not recognize that? Like yeah. they, No, they want to no, they want to do don't. it for the whole world. They're not just Yeah, like, they want the whole Yeah. <laughs> they're it's a globalist socialist, yeah, I guess. Third position, <laughs> like like Nazis. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what it is. It's national Bolshevism. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not. But they're not. They're not real. I don't know how to fucking see. I don't know what any of that means. All right. Yeah. <laughs> listen, yeah. hey, they're listen. just. They're just I, racist, techno fascists, yeah, communists. They're things, racist. You know, they're yeah. just a bunch of hyphens. You stick together. <laughs> you come with all your books and be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, they're there. So. Too fucking bad. Yeah. Too fucking bad. I mean, if yeah, we're if we're like splitting hairs on what they call themselves based on the like the last seven minutes of this conversation, I think we lost the plot. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I, I'm in a fucking Nazis. group chat. Like that doesn't make sense. In, well, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a fucking. I'm in a Reddit. I'm in like in a Reddit uh, in like a private Reddit that's called Maoist Landlords. Right. Let, let that sink in. That like, let that, that sounds fucking. Sounds like a really good like Twitter group chat shit poster. <laughs> it's these people are earnest. They're actual <laughs> landlords, right? They self-identify as Maoist and they talk about like trying to be better landlords. And a lot of them end up also like there's a lot of overlap. I only found this out because when I was working at Mercari, I was doing like Reddit deep dives, and I used to do this thing where I would. I would like isolate specific cohorts and just go through every single and I would try and find other uh, like emerging like patterns of where they like where else they congregated. Right. And I just happened to stumble upon Maoist landlords. But Maoist landlords, a lot of those guys in the Maoist landlords things also end up in like what is what is that fucking uh, I can't remember what it's called, where it's like I charge my tenant rent. Or I charge my t- I, oh the neighborhood app, the neighborhood uh, app. Like complaints. next door. <laughs> next door. Yeah. Yeah. Next door. Next door. Yeah. Where they're like, there's a black person in my neighborhood. Do you, <laughs> do you understand the psychotic? How psychotic you have to be, to be fucking, to be. Oh, I'm a Maoist actually. Yeah, I'm a landlord and I charge rent, but I try to charge it to the lowest people. But also, there's black people in my neighborhood and that scares me. That is the average American. That that <laughs> that represents the average American. You don't think that. But that's that is who's out there. Just completely fucking deranged, 
psychopaths. My favorite, you know what I'm saying? Like, my favorite analysis of the like American political psyche is Felix Biederman saying, um, uh, "The average American believes." Yeah, I understand why Bush had to do 9-11, but Building 7 <laughs> was just egregious. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Christ. Yeah. No, this is, it's, a very, it's very accurate. <laughs> the, that's what I... Okay. The it's homie a great, project of being... It's a great summation of the American psyche. Yeah. <laughs> the, the great... The homie, like the homie project of essentially just trying to out crazy the average crazy, you know what I'm saying? Push, push the, push the envelope on like psychosis to where it just kind of works out for everyone. That's what I've been trying to do for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I recognize the writing on the wall a while ago, and I, I've just been trying to like, well, you think that's fucking crazy? Check out these types of guys. You know what I'm like, <laughs> that guy who DMs you every morning, eventually he's going to be like, you know what? This guy's too much for me. Yeah, this guy's cool, actually. Right? He's going to come around to me. He's going to come around at some point because he's already listening to the show. I've been shouting him out on the show. I'm like, Base Racist, what's up, man? How you doing? Base Racist. I know. Shout out to Base Racist. Uh, yeah, Base Racist, dude. Hope See, you're doing well, I hope, uh, hope you're doing sincerely all right. Sincere, well thought out, consistent ideological convictions are nothing but an albatross made out of lead around your neck in the raging psychic ocean <laughs> of the future now. You just True. gotta fucking <laughs> schizophrenize yourself and defend face to bloodshed, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> these are know. the you, things that you... Juniper doesn't let us say on the show. I mean, yeah. kind of. I'm just sitting here thinking what Mark said was like the tradition of all dead generations hangs like a uh, weight around the necks of the living or whatever. It's like, yes, that's what we're talking about. We're in the fucking dark zone now, and I'm fucking here for it. I don't understand any of that. <laughs> keep it real with you guys. I get, I know what you're saying, but none of those words make sense to me. All right. I, none of those I, words what I've come to understand. What Marx yeah, was yeah, saying those... in that context was the only way that we can frame our history materially is through like the past. And when we frame our history through the past, we take on the baggage of the past. We have to shed that. And anyway, that's mm -hmm. kind of what I was. We've got to be more based and more racist. It's true. I was, I was trying to play <laughs> off what Shagat said, but yeah. I don't know. I the no, way that I fine. the way that I see it, right? The oh, way Carl. that actually, like, literally, I've talked about this before, but the way that I've always like undone like i guess like when i've dealt and brushed up with racism because i have in, in a myriad of different ways my initial instinct is to remove the power by laughing at it because there's one thing that no racist enjoys and that's being laughed at earnestly you know what i'm saying when they tell a, when a racist person tells a racist joke they want you to like you know when they say a racist joke and they don't know you if they say it out of the fucking blue right they want shock they don't want your laughter they want your they want your disdain. You know what I'm saying? And there's a class of people out there that essentially traffic in that kind of those feelings. Those like I want negative attention. I think negative attention is good. It, it feels good. And that's just like a maladaption, like a social maladaption that happens for a lot of fucking reasons. But a lot of it has to do with like this further like isolation and alienation under capitalism that we're experiencing. Right. Like so. There are people out there that want the rise. They want you to be angry. They want when they say the punchline of a joke that's just the punchline is just saying the N-word. You know what I'm saying? They want your, you to fucking be upset and angry at you. 
but when you look at them and you see how preposterous it is and you genuinely laugh at it you remove all that power right or at least in my own experience i've been able to fucking completely remove the power of whatever it was that they were saying because it's it's you're absurd that's hilarious you know what i'm saying like how that is hilarious that you would think that this is funny. I don't know how to explain that in a way yeah. that makes sense, but that's essentially what I've come to understand. I'm going to be fucking real. The fact that there's a guy who's hounding you called the based racist in of itself <laughs> yeah. is based racist fucking funny. His name has the N-word. Sorry. Yeah. N-word Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, the base <laughs> racist N-word. That, without any additional context, just the fact that that yeah. guy is doing this to me is, I mean, it's... Maybe I shouldn't say it's funny because it's not happening to me. But since you're laughing, I'm just gonna say that's. I'm built funny. well. I'm also. I'm also built different. Right? <laughs> like, what did you say le- in the homie chat earlier today? You were like, "I don't pray for a lighter load. I pray for broader shoulders." In Babalusa, yeah, in Babalusa chat. Yeah, I used. To, I I said. I said earlier. I said I used to pray for a lighter load, but now I pray for broader shoulders. <laughs> All right, and like that's good shit. That's and then I said so fucking yeah. right, dude. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, actually, um, I forgot. I fuck. I was with someone. I didn't. I didn't like like most things in my life. I always end up hearing them from crazier people. All right, like that's where I get all the cool sayings and cool stuff. Hard to believe they're out there. Have. Having met you, Marco. <laughs> that's why do you think I am the way I am? <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's because I'm a nexus point of all these fucking psychopaths. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to work with this guy um, named – I can't remember his name. I think his name was Prince. I think his name was – yeah. His name was Prince Lovely Bose. That was yes. his name. Haitian? Right. Haitian? Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you – you called my man out to a T. How did you like? How did you know? I've been around the way. Psychotic, you know, I've been bro. around the way. All right, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So Prince, uh, fucking, we were. He was a fucking crazy person. He would work. He he died on the job. He had what? a fucking heart attack at work and died. Rest up, Prince. Right. The, yeah. He he's fucking psychotic. He. We used to work uh, doing, what are those called? Uh, we used to do, like, when I was doing events coordinating at, at Uber and shit, we used to go spot, like, Uber had, like, five or six offices, and we used to have to, like, drive in between them. Prince would, like, run. He wouldn't walk. Like, he wouldn't, like, take the, you know, like, take the, like, uh, he would literally just run there. He was, like, he, the guy was tireless. He would wake up at fucking, like, 3 a.m. and throw, get ready to do shit at 5, and then, He'd be working all goddamn day, and then he was just a psychopath. And I remember one day being like, Prince, like, how do I get like you, bro? Like, I'm exhausted, man. Like, I've been, I hit my 13th hour. I'm ready to fucking go home. I'm about to go cry in the break room. Like, how do I get like you, dude? And he put his, he was a fucking giant guy, but he put his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, little brother, don't pray for lighter loads. Pray for bigger shoulders. And, like, when he said that shit, it changed. I was like, God damn, right? Like, that shit hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. It stayed with me. I still, I say that shit to this day. I saw that man die out of fucking, I saw that man literally just, like, we thought he was taking a nap. We literally just thought he was, he was out and he was dead. You know what? Guy died you know what job. quote got me like, for a really long time was the, um, I can't remember his full name, but uh, the guy, his, his, his name was, like, Jason or James or something, the Green Power Ranger. And he was an mm-hmm. MMA fighter, and he had a tattoo 
on his forearm that said, Jesus didn't tap. And <laughs> that fucking rocks, dude. Okay. Hell yes. Hell yes. He could be the, yeah. the, the based cracker. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Not, I don't know. There's a, there is a legitimate... I don't know. I see where people see offense and anger or hatred and or negativity i see opportunity i see an opportunity to maybe reach someone that hasn't been capable of being reached before right and so like base base racist literally was just calling me slurs for a couple days and then one day i was like i just sent him a link to the show and i was like hey yo we shouted you out on the show and that's (laughs) that's that's, then after that he started laughing he was sending me back laughing emojis and being like, I would never listen to your podcast. And then a couple days after that, he's like, this podcast is actually pretty funny. You guys are pretty funny. Now he's doing $25 like, like a this. month at patreon.com. Yeah. Are you going to let base racist inward give us more money than you folks? Prove than how you? not racist That's you wild. are. <laughs> yeah, you can't but, uh, be outstripped yeah. by the base racist inward. It, you it, should it, never. <laughs> If 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 he if he <laughs> is giving like, us the most money, then that proves that white people actually are the best. So you got to go there. <laughs> you got to go there and fix it. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works, Sean's, but I assure you, it does. It doesn't honestly, make sense, race baiting for is. your Patreon is such a good bit. I love that so much. Black, <laughs> we got to try this on our show. <laughs> Shogs, do you do you remember when I was talking about going and buying up your town? Yeah. When I was no, I was telling Lexi about it actually. Just uh. The other week, it's like, oh, my parents pop off and I get all their land. I'm just going to sell it to Marco so we can do, like, fucking Reconquista and Arcadia, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't like, think I it's like, a good idea, sh- so I'm going to sell it to him for more than I would sell it to somebody yeah. else to try and <laughs> it. I will take his money. Yeah, I'm going to take it and I'm going to develop it. And I'm like, listen, this area, I'm going to make this area whites only, but it's bad. Hold on, hold on. It's bad, all right? It's, ba- it's a slum, all right? It's a whites only slum. Get right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a slum. You don't want to be here, all right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to get like poor Mexican families. Like, can we move? No, no, no. You don't want to be you here. Don't listen, be I have here. a nice area for you guys. All right, I'm, I'm you gotta, it off you gotta get the white. Right. You gotta get the white people those uh, like 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 made uniforms they wore in the '60s, like in the Help, like 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 an apron, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> oh start my God. yeah, I'm gonna buy up the town. Like uh, start putting them girls. Yeah, girls named like Cameron and Scarlin into those like outfits with their See, going the problem. Go. Yeah. The problem with your plan, Marcos, is you will immediately become distracted by all the big booty fat bitches that live around. Yeah, they're not this cute. Is absolutely but true. You yeah, like, no, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Well, the less cuter they are, the better for me. Listen, right, you see the cookie monster like, pajama like, pants. As soon as yeah, they hit, I'm down. as soon as they hit twenty six, they all like look like ethnic Republicans. It's a weird. <laughs> yeah, they just turn into peanuts, dude. It's weird. What happened? Um, what happened well, to the what happened to the beautiful angels who wore Cookie Monster pajama <laughs> pants on the sidewalk? Where, where did they, they go? I grew up with. It's and like what's that they? show they called? Uh, it's like they all met. They all met guys with Cookie Monster. Yeah, they hats. all married a cop and <laughs> became Republicans. No, it's like that show, yeah. The Leftovers, where they they just disappeared. It's our our moral imperative to, and spiritual imperative to to spend the next two seasons find finding the out what happened to them. Pants, girls. 
<laughs> I got I got a fucked up brain, and like what I find, what the kind of girls that I like are just they don't make sense to normal human beings. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like for the two hottest, the two hottest extremes that a woman can be is Amy Winehouse, like deep in the drugs, like right, like a few days before she died. That was like that's the hottest you can be on one spectrum, and the other is the the Asian landlady from uh, what is that called from Kung Fu Hustle. Those are the two extremes <laughs> of how hot a woman could be in in my brain. Can I? Do you understand? Can I push back? <laughs> can I push back slightly? Can I push back slightly? Yeah, yeah. The two hottest ways a woman can be are actually in the same film. And okay. Um, on the one hand, the hottest way a woman can be is um, Miss Honey from Matilda. Mm-hmm. Oh, from Matilda, but also Miss Trunchbull. Yeah, but no, you're right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. You understand. You understand me better yeah. than anyone else. You get it. I do. Yeah, like I. Yeah, you get it. But tr- but for me, I'm leaning heavier tr- towards the Trunchbull. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Way more on the Trunchbull. You know, on the, the Miss Honey it, just Trunchbull spectrum, I'm definitely on the Matilda's mom side. That's sort of a centrist <laughs> position. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. And like. The two hottest that a dude's ki- a dude can get is literally like uh, Oscar the Grouch, right, <laughs> and Jim Ca- Jim Carrey and me myself and Irene. Those are the, the two hottest. That's the hottest two guys could ever be. See, it's You're interesting right? that you put, say that because I would say the hottest man could be goes from Jim Carrey in The Grinch to oh yeah Jim Carrey <laughs> yeah. in Sonic Two. Okay. 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 Now we're cooking with gas. All right. Well, I've got like a really. I just got a. I have a really important question to uh, sort of clear the air. Here is why am I peeing like I was up all night having sex? (laughs) (laughs) Great film. That that is cinema to me. (laughs) I think my favorite my favorite uh, little bit of trivia from that film is that he improvised uh, kisses from all the guys when when. So there's a scene in the really like like one of the first scenes in the movie when he you introduce him like Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson is one of his sons. I can't remember the name of the other two dudes, but like they're all sitting together and they're talking about he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get my something to Harvard. I'm trying to upload this document to Harvard or something. And he goes, you boys are so smart. All right. Kisses. And like you can see there's like a in the movie, there's a hesitation (laughs) where all of them look around like, wait, what? Anthony Anderson, Anthony Anderson, without hesitation, instantly just goes in for the cheek kiss. And it's one of the it's one of the cutest but funniest fucking to know that that was improvised is so funny. One of the the sons from that was also the fat guy from the fat black guy from uh, from uh, old school, Um, old school. yeah. Yeah. And he was in an episode of I can of never Scrubs. remember that dude's name. I, I don't know his name either. The other, the, I always love to tease my girlfriend because my girlfriend doesn't have, she doesn't remember anyone. She thought Burt Reynolds and Kurt Russell were the same guy. Yeah, basically. Right. Right. Close. <laughs> no, she was like, who's that, Kurt Reynolds? Burt <laughs> Russell? She kept, she kept, like, fucking the names up and it was driving me insane. But, um, she thinks all actors, like, she, like pretty much every actor looks the same, but I love to give her shit about like anytime she mis- uh, mistakes a black actor with a different yeah black actor, you gotta do that shit about yeah. you gotta get yeah, an air horn thing. <laughs> yeah the but the one that was the one that was egregious to me was that she thought Faison Love and Donald Faison oh come on Donald yeah and Donald Glover no, were all the same it. guy the triple don't down <laughs> yeah the tri- she was like isn't that and I was like 
That is insane. Your brain is insane. Do you know the right? guy? Like, do you know the guy from Clueless and Scrubs and yeah, <laughs> and Community who raps? Who is also who like raps? And he's model. also in Friday. <laughs> he was he was also Big Worm. Yeah, he was Big Worm in Friday <laughs> too. Maybe being a little harsh here because I have a hard time telling the difference between Donald Glover and Danny Glover. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, they're brothers. Yeah, well, father and son. The same guy. They're like twins. And then something? she was like. It, and then recently we were watching The Wire, and she's like, is Frankie Faison? I'm like, he's not involved in any of this stuff. Right? <laughs> like, Faze, you got to grab the air Yeah, I was like, on Love, he has nothing to do with any of this, all right? <laughs> like, get it out of your head. None of this is real, right? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's just the way. But that's, okay, that is a good, like, to get bring it back to circle. That's a great example of what. In America, people will attribute, uh, like, just kind of like not like not knowing stupidity or like ignorance to malice, right? And they'll immediately jump into that's racist. You're racist. Where it could have just be ignorance, because there's a persecutory nature in America. There's an adversarial persecutory like spirit going on right which is capitalism but like this idea of like paranoid style of american politics or something like that yeah yeah there's there's a it's easier for me to imagine you as a racist that hates me than it is for me to imagine you just not knowing do you get what i'm saying (laughs) for sure and that like that that kind of weird that it's a great example of like the the mexican nazi the shooter that guy, the shooter, was it Allen, Texas, when it happened? Yeah. Or where it happened? Yeah. Um, people not recognizing that, like, that's one, in Texas is an extremely normal thing. Like, Mexican Nazis is extremely, like, Mexican white supremacy is extremely normal in Texas. Because in Texas, you have this culture where, like, if you're not, if you don't like it, leave. Do you get what I'm saying? And, like, that's a, that, sentimentality runs deep in the Mexican-American community because in their minds, it's almost like a, what is that called? Like a sunk cost fallacy. They're like, why would my, why would my parents or my great grandparents come to this country and do all, put all this fucking work in here. If the, if this wasn't good, you get what I'm saying? If I didn't have to uphold it and, and part of that's like, it should let you know that part of upholding America or like the legacy of America is upholding the white supremacy. Well, most you know most saying? most Texas Republicans are essentially racist Mex. The white ones are basically racist Mexicans. Yeah, racist and they Mexicans, would probably yeah. agree What's, with that uh, assessment to a degree. Like Ted, uh, I don't want to I don't want to put myself Ted on Cruz. blast a little bit, but Ted Cruz is like, yeah, he's a fucking he's like my third cousin, like unironically. That's not a bit. That's not a joke. Like my grandma has a photo of him. No shit. From, yeah. Or she had a photo of him. I remember one day she was like, Grandma was like, oh, that's your cousin. We were like, Grandma had dementia for a long time. And one day we were all watching uh, the news. And she goes, that's your cousin, Teddy. And I was like, Grandma, you fucking don't even know what day it is. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then out of nowhere, she goes into her back room and she brings out a photo album. And sure enough, he was there. My grandma and grandpa's like 50th anniversary. Went. So he never so like, he never went by Raphael. He was always Ted or Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. Okay. Always went by Teddy. I mean, look at him. He'd, right. it'd be weird. He'd pro- if I was Ted Cruz, I'd feel weird going by Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, white, I'm just I got a white. little old Teddy. 
I got cousins. I got cousins named like Wilhelm and shit. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's, there's no, yeah, there's no fucking in a Mexican family. You just kind of have everyone in your family. Like a lot of my cousins on my dad's side, they're like half black, and it never comes up. It never, we never think about it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's just. Yeah, it's Malik. He's like he's just dark skin. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just a dark skin ass Mexican. So essentially, there's no difference. Being Mexican is in America isn't really a race, more as a racial modifier. Yeah, or it's it, like it's, are you familiar with a triple triad from Final Fantasy VIII, the in-game card game in Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII? I'm I'm not at all. Well, in Triple Triad, in Final Fantasy VIII, which is a very interesting game, you uh you play an in-game card game called Triple Triad, which is you have a little number. Uh, on your card, there's a little bump, bump, and uh, it's based on. It, it, it's, you can look up how to play it. Now, in Final Fantasy VIII, they do another version of it where nobody really knows how the modifiers work, and you just put a card down, and sometimes it flips the card, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's what being Mexican is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. No, being, that's probably uh, what is it? Being Mexican is like uh, it's not you know in Skyrim. When you're playing Skyrim and you pick a race class and you get you get like a racial racial bonus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So in Morrowind, you would pick a you get like these really pronounced racial bonuses, right? And then you would pick like a fucking uh, one of those things like a birthstone. But in Skyrim, they did away with that, and now you could just pick and if you just go find the stone, you could pick the stone for the day and then fast travel whenever you wanted to go change it. That's what being Mexican is. Being Mexican is the stone, all right. Like you're, you're, you can just kind of when you when it suits you best, you can just become Mexican, and no one's gonna say shit about it, right? I've had Filipino homies that I work with, born and raised Filipino, fucking speak Tagalog their whole fucking lives. The moment we get on a construction site, their name is Jose Gonzalez, and they they've been Mexican for years, and no one questions it. Not a, you know what I'm saying? Like no one thinks about it. Did like. I've had a homie of mine named uh, Poot, cool guy, fucking, the, he's like, literally, he's Italian and, uh, he's Italian and Samoan, right? No one really knows what's going on racially. He, he literally just, he taught himself Spanish so to make his life easier. He considers himself Mexican. That's how broad the Mexican spec- spectrum is. My cousin Malik, black dude, looks like Dave Chappelle, fucking, and MC Ride had a baby, considers himself Mexican. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just you. Anyone could be Mexican at any given fucking possible time. It just exists that way. It's just a yeah. Like you, act, calling it a modifier is a good idea actually, because that's what it is. It's a it's a stat bonus. You can climb. Uh, you can you get really good at like roofing, and <laughs> you get a you get a plus. You don't take you take less damage from the sun, which is nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Spicy food tolerance goes up. That's uh, <laughs> I might need, I might need to pick up one of those stones, man. I uh, you get I yeah, love you... spicy food, but my frail Ashkenazi <laughs> stomach cannot handle that Marcos, shit anymore, man. bro. Marcos, I know we talked about a little bit of Mexican racism, but uh, last time I was on mm-hmm. here, and I can't find the audio mm-hmm. clip uh, on my computer yet. But I will say this: mm-hmm. um, as if you if you imbue yourself with the Mexican stone, you'll also have somebody to pay for you at the convenience store at least once a week when you guys all throw your stuff on the counter and pay for 
each other yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing you only know. This is a thing you only know if you either are Mexican or work at a convenience store. Is that Mexicans pay mm-hmm. for each other? It's a all the time. It's a universal cultural practice. It's a uh, well. I've I've taken it outside of it, and that's what people are always like, "Man, you're so nice and giving." I'm like, fool, you're Mexican. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, if you're with me, if you're with me, you're Mexican. All right, I got to take care of you, fool. Like, that's what are you talking about, dude? But also, you know, something that was strange to me, and I didn't know about this until recently. Um, my whole life, growing up, when I was younger in high school, smoking weed, I used to smoke people out for free. I didn't know that that was weird. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Like that, people didn't don't do that, right? Because the way that I always saw it was like, if I have weed and there's people around me and they want to smoke it, then you share it. Just share it. Yeah, that's how there's you no, smoke weed. I yeah, don't think that's no that pay, weird. That's kind of how I did it. There's no, there's no pay me back. That's not everyone I know is like, oh, bro, no, like I don't got to pay you back. Like I'll, I'll then you know what I mean. I'll send you some money or like, I was like, bro, what are you talking? What about? are they European? That actually sounds like an East Coast thing, because that doesn't sound that crazy to me over here in Philly. It, that sounds insane to me, and I'm white, so I don't know. <laughs> I okay, so I don't even know if it's a white thing. I just think it's a where I grew up thing, yeah. because I grew up in a like in a rich neighborhood in suburbs. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, these kids literally like every. I would always get. I would like smoke everyone out, and then at the end of the at the end of the people were like, "All right, how much I owe you?" I'm like. What? But <laughs> you're saying what the fuck are you talking about? But you're saying suburbs in California in a wealthy neighborhood. Those are East Coast people. This is an East Coast situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, I was. That's why. Like, I was trying to tell you. I think. I think it was when you said that I was a Texas guy, whack. On the on the last episode that you were on, and we were talking, uh-huh. and you said, yeah, you you said like, oh yeah, I don't see you as a California guy. I see you as a Texas guy. You see me as a Texas guy. And I was just like, that's so weird because I've always saw myself as an East Coast guy. I've always seen myself because I'm too intense for California. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm nice, but I'm intense. In California, no one is nice. They say nice things and they, <coughs> they pretend to be nice, but they're not nice. Right. And, you know, in on the East Coast, I feel like it's a difference where like people are nice but they're like, you fucking asshole. Anyways, here's how you get to the yeah, gas station. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know yeah, what, I'm that's saying? what like, it is. That's the beautiful and thing. And that's that's kind of how I've always been. I mean, I, I my uh, my godfather was like this old guy from, he was an old hippie from Boston. Hell yeah. And he was, he was too, he was considered not intense enough for Boston. So he moved to San Francisco and he was way too fucking intense. Because so not intense, drift. because not intense in Boston is somebody like takes his parking spot, and somebody yeah. comes over yeah. and they're like, "That's fucking Mike's spot. You can't fucking park there. This fucking bullshit. <laughs> you don't even fuck it. And where the fuck are you from, motherfucker?" And then the other guy's like, "Chill, <laughs> chill, chill. He could, hey, sir, this is my spot. I, I, I didn't know you were gonna be here. It's not a big deal, but." You could just circle a block a second. I'll, I'll I'll move my car and you can you can park there. <laughs> that guy, that guy is keeping the peace even though he is being so aggressive and forcing a stranger to commit an action. It's like you don't do no, that he, in other parts other parts of the country. He, he one of the wildest things that he's ever he was like he was way too intense out here because he like he got he stopped getting. We had to start collecting his mail 
because the mailman wouldn't go to his house. What? Right? Yeah. <laughs> the mailman was afraid of him. <laughs> so the mail started coming to us, right? Because he lived across the street from us. So the mailman would just come to our house and give us the shit, and then we would give it to him. Because one day, uh, the mailman, he's in his robe, you know, and he goes outside and he like goes to get the mail and the mailman goes like hey man i think you should cover up you know what i mean and my my godfather vic he like literally is like cover it's my fucking house pal you want to see my fucking cock and he just pulls the shit out <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like I, this is my fucking porch i do what the fuck i want and that's uh, actually the a, mailman, I think that's a reasonable response i think that's how you should yeah. respond to that <laughs> yeah and so th- Literally, the mailman was like, "I'm never going back to that house." <laughs> like this, is, um, you guys know that guy. Here's his mail. Right? Like I'm fucking never going back there. And so that, like, he was too intense. He would go play. We would get kicked out because he would just yell and scream. But also, like, he was, he was Irish Italian, and he grew up in Jersey. So like, just a fucking. It was wild to me that he just wasn't intense enough for Boston. And then I met his family from Boston, and I was like, "Oh, you guys are racist." That's why. <laughs> That's what it is. Because his his uh, wife was my godmother, and she was a Mexican lady who is also racist, but in a different way. She's because she's very dark. She's like olive, like like deep, deep, like deep, deep brown, and like curly, curly hair. Very like African features, which happens like some people in Mexico. There's like a big like Afro Mexican fucking like. Uh, what are those called? Like community out there, and she, she probably has that. You know what I'm saying? She's probably f- like that's probably like where her ancestry comes from. Wildly racist, hated, <laughs> absolutely hated black people and Mexican people that weren't from America. So like, if if you were Mexican from Mexico, she hated you. If you were if you were Chinese, she hated you. If you were black, she hated you. If you were white and not from America, she hated you. You're like a very strange mixture of racism where like if you if you were in America and you weren't American, she hated you. Do you know? Is she the base racist? Yeah, uh, she might be. <laughs> she might be the most base racist. No, she was it was weird growing up with her because she would always be saying like random we would drive. She was a shit driver. She would like she got in like 20 accidents. She couldn't like she was fucking nearsighted and would swerve all the time. She was really bad at driving and fucking every time we'd get in the car and she saw like an Asian person, she would literally just yell a slur at them. Right. <laughs> like as we were driving by, like, you know, this the psychotic, Christ. right. She was psychotic. That was, <laughs> that was, I remember I look back at those times and be like, why did my parents trust me with this? Lady? <laughs> why did my, why did my parents trust me? Why would, if my parents were out of the picture, why was it that they were the ones that were going to step in? That doesn't make no sense to me. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's that's just fucking California is a wildly racist place. You wouldn't expect it to be, but, especially in the Bay Area. But that thing too is like w- what you're saying there is like uh, reminds me of this elderly Mexican woman I worked with when I lived in Texas. She uh, mm-hmm. she plated the food at the Red Lobster I worked at, and she was a very friendly lady. And I spoke what 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 could charitably could be called first grade Spanish. And uh, mm-hmm. she was just like, she would just like talk to me and I could understand what she was saying. I'm just like mm-hmm. not so good at responding. And then one day, like somebody asked her to bring some plates out or something. And she comes back 
after dropping plates off at this and she starts talking to me and I'm like kind mm -hmm. of getting what she's saying and then she's like mm -hmm. Los los sucios negros is is is, is muy feo. It's muy it's muy sucio. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> what's up, Jesus? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Hey, what? So that means the Jesus the, 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 the ugly, yeah, dirty yeah, yeah. blacks, <laughs> dirty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I was like, Fuck. holy shit! <laughs> so I'm probably gonna edit this out. I have to. Well, I have to edit this out. So they'll say that shit to each other all the time. And I, while like when I was working in kitchens, they would say that they would say that about like, cause it's, that's, there's another like weird racial aspect in a kitchen, especially in the Bay area that I worked at all the dishwashers that I worked at when I was working in San Francisco and in Oakland, they were all black dishwashers were all black bus boys, all black fucking, uh, any kind of like help staff, usually black cooks, Mexican, right? Always Mexican. And then head chefs were always white. And that, it didn't matter what fucking restaurant you were at. That was pretty much just the way that it was set up. And so, like, there was this weird racial superiority that used to happen. Because the chefs would be like, at least we're not doing the dishes. Right? And so they would, you know, they would say fucking wildly racist shit. And in when I literally, because I started working out, like, working in the kitchen at Uber where we didn't have the luxury of having like a whole staff or a whole team. So I just got used to doing dishes. So the way that I would set up my line is when, once my line was down, I would just start doing the dishes that I dirtied. They fucking started looking at me like, like I was untouchable. You know what I'm saying? Like I was one of them, like, you know, which was lesser because I was doing what black people did in their minds. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that yeah. was wild. That was wild. I'm like, you know, motherfuckers, we work in the same. We're working shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow. They can hear you. You think that they don't know what it means when you call them this. And it's like, you know, that you're referring to them. They do. You know what I'm saying? Like, they understand what you're saying. They're, these are fucking people. Right. And like, and you're not ingratiating yourself with a white boss who doesn't even speak your fucking language and is looking down at you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this racial hierarchy that you have in your fucking head it's just that it exists in your head it's not real right yeah, like any of these people can do could do what you do like my man isaac can go cut fucking can cut peppers better than you right now <laughs> probably you know what i'm saying like what are you talking about like yeah it, it, i don't know i for me racism like actual honest died in the wool racism never it's absurd to me because everywhere I've ever worked, everywhere I've ever been, like every experience I've ever had with people, it's antithetical to what, you know, what needs to happen, which is the work has to be done. It doesn't matter who does it. It just needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, the thing about racism is that, like, it's just never going to make sense. And that is something that, like, I heard somebody once describe it as if you're, like, let's say you're a black woman and you say like oh they suspected me of letting the other kids cheat off of my math test because they just figured I'd be good at math and then somebody's like well that doesn't make any sense and it's like no it wouldn't mm -hmm. make any sense if she was Asian too like it doesn't have to yeah, yeah. it doesn't make it doesn't need to make sense it, 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 it sense. doesn't yeah. need to function within the any sort of like uh, ideology it just like is what people say Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
It yeah. It's just like you know, Peruvians have five times have five x strength. <laughs> yeah, they have like ant strength. They can pick things up like ant man and just throw shit around. <laughs> no, I I don't know. There's a there's an aspect of which that's one of those things where like I do believe that stereotypes are true, but I think that like there's more nuance to stereotypes. Does that make any sense? That like there's a there's the the stereotypes that everyone knows and is comfortable with are are very boring to me, but the real emergent ones are very funny. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I think that that's interesting. Like the uh, all my trans homies also being crazy good at Smash. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's a very <laughs> funny. It's extremely funny to me that that's the way that it works out, right? Like I don't know why that is. Or all my white like literally every this is my white person test. If you know who uh, Juni or what is it Joni Mitchell is. Yeah, white, right? Yeah, that's. There's not one single Mexican person that that like that I knew or grew up with that knows who Joni Mitchell is. That you know, you know or like I get it, but I also feel like there is a there is a certain Mexican vibe to Joni Mitchell that I think could. I'm not listen. All right, if you pave paradise and put up a parking lot, <laughs> I get you, bro. Like I know what you mean. There is a there's a little there's like a little Spanish there's a little there's feel, something feel in of there. Mexican there's something, something in, in there. there. Yeah, I get I. I get what you mean, but it's not contextually. It's not no, no, one hundred percent. Just like if, just like if a white person has ever seen Blood in Blood Out, that's a Mexican person. Now. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Or like I've I've seen Blood in Blood Out, and I have had a couple of Joni Mitchell CDs. <laughs> yeah, see, Shogs is the synthesis. <laughs> I asked in in 2019. I was uh, when I was working as a substitute teacher and working at a Pizza Hut with some of the students I was substitute teaching at the same time. Um, America. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, one of the white kids that I worked at the Pizza Hut with. I asked him what his favorite movie was, and he said Belly. And I just think that's... But, he, but he's right. He's, he's correct. <laughs> that is one of the greatest movies of all he's time. Bl- I'm but sorry. that kid's black now. I mean, you can't just... You can't yeah. be 16. Yeah, you like, can't. what's your favorite movie? Belly. <laughs> Belly, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. It's just like when people were like, oh, what's your favorite? Like, when I was... For the longest time, one of my favorite movies was The Mac. Because I, <laughs> I, I watched it at my, at my half-brother's mom, Debbie's house. I used to watch it all the time. And, like, growing up, trying to explain to like white people they're like oh you know like what what movies are you into i'm like i like this movie this have you ever have you guys seen the mac and they're like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) or like superfly superfly was one of my fucking favorite movies growing (laughs) up because she had all these like fucking black exploitation movies and i watched all of them i loved all of them shits and like the nuance you need (laughs) like white trying to i would get all my white friends together and be like yo let's watch this movie and they would they would just have shock and horror on their face i because it was so foreign to them i can't tell you i can't describe the feeling that i had when i was sitting inside of a classroom and the kid said shut up before i sign yo pity on the runny kind <laughs> god jesus yes booty tank. and i was like what you know what? i was like i was like what the, the fuck what did you just say what did you say <laughs> what did you say <laughs> Saturday. Who told right. you? Who told you about these things? <laughs> I loved. Uh, you know that what's his name directed that's his only directorial debut. Yeah, Louis. Written K. and Sam. directed. Written and directed. Directed by yeah, one of the fucking funniest. Jesus, I love Pootie Tang so I much. Did it's such a I wildly good movie. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Dirty D's still dirty because he's Dirty D. Yeah, because <laughs> he's Dirty D. Damn it. <laughs> 
I love his little friend Froggy. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh that guy? By the way, that's what's his name from The Wire. I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it is. Bodie. Yeah, it it's is. It's Bodie from The Wire. Wild fucking. What a wild career! Yeah, that it's guy's it's at. Dave Chappelle, Bodie from The Wire, Wire, yeah, <laughs> uh, and JP Smoove, yeah, and uh, Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Oh my! What a fucking as Biggie Shorty, that dance she moves lives rent free in my fucking <laughs> head. That little that move she does, the like, it's like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to fucking even explain. I it's think we've gotten hilarious. too far away from white culture. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like yes, <laughs> <laughs> correct. I've heard of Pootie Tang, sure. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ! I don't know. That's that's why I'm I'm really trying to make everyone Mexican. You know, like unironically, I think that's the way. I think I this think is that the, the, the I gotta say something. I gotta say something, and I think that this will help a lot of the whites. I want you. I want you, if you are amongst the whites, to look up the polka song. <laughs> Heartaches by the number, trouble by the score. And I want you to listen to this song because if that ain't white people mariachi, there, there's nothing that is. And you know, wait, did you know, did you know that Mexican people stole mariachi music from, from the white Polish? People? From the Polish? Yes. Yeah. It's the, so what happened? It's so beautiful. I mean, it's such a beautiful. It, it brings yeah. you into the. It brings you into it, and it's a, 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 and mariachi is like a, a a advancement of polka, but polka is a very easy way into mariachi culture. Yeah. So what happened was, like Lutherans and Yugos, like Lutherans from like Russian country, like like or not Russian, but like Eastern, Slavic, yeah, sl- yeah, s- Slavic and like fucking what are those other co- like Slavic and. Uh, Moldovia, like, Czechia, like Nether- uh, yeah, yeah, like and and uh, like Netherlands and shit. They came to Mexico as missionaries, right? And with they brought with them accordions and their music, and they would play their music, and the natives learned it, and then started singing corridos, which they had existed forever, which were just like sad songs or songs about like local legends and shit, and they would literally just interpolate with the existing music. The, the lyrics and that was the birth of mariachi music and that existed for fucking centuries that was just the way that they got down and partied but then post like in Soviet Yugoslavia the Soviets had fucking were like because American music was not readily available in fucking Yugoslavia but Mexican music was because they imported that shit they heard mariachi music and recognized the like Slavic influence and started something called Umex, which was Slavic, like, Yugoslavians making mariachi music, literally just just singing in Spanish, fully in Spanish, writing and composing songs in Spanish for Mexican listeners. I think, in, in I think what you're saying, Marcos, makes a lot of sense, and I think that the Mexican takeover of global culture is really the thing that can can save the world is is what I'm hearing I'm, from you and I, I have got to agree. Yeah, we just we take shit and then we give it back and then you guys like it and then we you you add to it. You know what I'm saying? That that's be- there's a beauty in that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a you are there's a beauty. The, the, the Mexican culture is the prism that turns a white light into a beautiful rainbow that separates the oh. the, the the beauty of it. That can then be 
inter- reinterpolated by fucking white people and can be enjoyed by them. Yeah. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like that's that is something that I think if you do feel outside the realm of like, I, well, I can't talk about this because I'm white or I can't join this conversation because I don't have a stake in this. Like literally recognizing that like you do have a stake in this. You do have this. It, there, that your whiteness is what's limiting you and you can cast that aside because being Mexican is a social construct. You know what I'm saying? Like you can become Mexican if you wanted to. You know, like that shit is really fucking powerful because it does throw away this kind of protectionary layer that people of color have developed around when white people try to enter this space. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I said, I think you've uh, I think you've figured it out, man. I think you've uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could thank uh, Dragon Ball for that. By the <laughs> way, I'm wearing the I'm wearing the Goku the Goku tank. Oh Let's hell go. yeah, man! Let's go. <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna have to uh, I think I'm gonna have to clock out yeah. here if you uh, if you don't yeah. mind. No, no, all good. That's uh, we've been talking for an hour and a half. That's a, we we usually do the podcast for an hour and a half because I don't know how to end podcast. But if you <laughs> liked if you liked this podcast, you can follow us. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Ain't a Show. You can follow Shaggy at Terminal Ligma. You can follow Terminal underscore at Ligma. But don't do that. Just follow Ligma. me on Blue Sky. I'm Shoggith. Blue Sky. And if you can't follow me there, you're not on Blue Sky. Fuck you. <laughs> Good point. Excellent you can follow, point. You, yeah, you can follow Wack Nicholson mm-hmm. at uh, Wack, but the silent H. Nicholson, right? That's just one. W H A C K N I C H O L S O N. And you can follow Bird at Bird Perspective. Uh, fucking, what is it? What else is going on? Oh, yes, Western Kabuki. If, uh, Western Kabuki. Yeah, plug it. Uh, it's our podcast, uh, Western Kabuki, uh, at Western Kabuki on Twitter, and I almost said on Blue Sky. I don't even know if we have that. Don't mention that yet. We, we don't gotta, yet. We gotta. Ooh, please don't steal it. We love you. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I literally, I think I have an invite. I'll hook it up. Oh, Marcos. Uh, yeah, uh, Western Kabuki, our podcast. We've got a Patreon. Uh, we're doing some wild stuff behind the paywall. This week we're going to uh, uh, release an interview with Brian Krasenstein that went surprisingly quite well. Um, <laughs> Not so well for him, but it went well for us. He, he, <laughs> it ended all's well that ends well. I'd say, and, mm. and, and Brian seemed okay by the end of it. But on our free episode this week, we talked to another other than at Inter Show on Twitter. Mister Marcos, the homie himself, uh, is our is our free episode this week. So please do check it out. Thank you, thank you for having me on the show. Also, uh, fucking. We have a we have a Patreon too. More stuff is coming. YouTube content is coming. Uh, we did a cult leader tier list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're out here. Um, anyways, bye everyone. Goodbye. Right. Take care. Anti Konichiwa.